All right. Welcome to the episode. Welcome to the. <laughs> welcome to episode one of the Performance Marketing Podcast. Today we're breaking down digital marketing and why it can help take your business to the next level. If you want to get your salon, shop, or gym in front of more potential customers, stay tuned because toward the end of the episode, we're going to give you some applicable steps to get you started, regardless of where you are now. My name is Todd, All and right. I am here with Chris Shepard. How's it going, Chris? Hey, guys. All right. How's it going? Good, good. Doing well. All right. Well, I'm excited for our first episode. So, yes, uh, very excited. Everyone kind of hang with us. We'll be talking about uh, some digital marketing stuff today. And of course, this uh, this entire podcast will be geared around that and uh, kind of the things that you could do to take the next steps to increase your business. And uh, yeah, so today we just kind of wanted to go through uh, some topics of kind of our background, our story, where we're coming from, uh, why we're doing this, and uh, give you a little bit of insight of what digital marketing is and kind of look at some uh, some terms inside of digital marketing and kind of how you could put some of that into practice. I'm definitely excited to simplify this for people because I get <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of questions and I'm like, you have to reach out to Chris because I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting because you, you get that a lot. People oftentimes get blindsided even by, you know, SEO or or Google Ads or, or all the things that kind of like uh, you know are, are inside of the digital marketing world and they have no clue what's going on and then of course the industry itself is just I mean it's historically been pretty tarnished you know with uh, fly by night operations or or you know people have no clue what they're doing um, and, and in the end it, it could actually just end up uh, ruining or hurting your business and not you know, actually progressing it. So yeah, we definitely want to get into that today. Uh, but with that being said, we'd love to kind of just give you a little bit of our uh, a brief uh, background and kind of why, uh, what we've been doing and why we're here and maybe where we're even going with this. So uh, I guess with that being said, Todd, go ahead. Jump into our background story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's see. My working career started off in restaurants where I think everyone should start off. Um, if you've never worked in a restaurant, you should, you just, you learn so many lessons, right? So, um, I spent a good amount of time wanting to sort of work up through restaurants and become a chef. And that journey took me through, uh, literally from dishwasher to restaurant manager. Um, I was, eventually working in restaurants, uh, writing, you know, cocktail menus and putting together wine lists and things like that. And then I just made a, a shift. I was interested in, you know, fitness and that sort of stuff. And that started to creep into my life. So I, um, just doing a little research, found a school for personal training down in Massachusetts and I'm, I'm in Southern New Hampshire. So I went to school and I just switched careers. I went and worked um, coaching for um, some somebody at a local sort of like micro gym, personal training boutique style, you know. Um, and then a few years in, there were just things happening that I didn't agree with, you know, ethically. And I just saw an opportunity to, I could do this on my own. Like I think a lot of people who start businesses, they just sort of jump in because they see and they see that they can do it better, right? Everyone thinks I can do it better. Yeah. Right. And then you get into it and you realize, wow, this is a lot of work. So I owned 
uh, my own micro gym for almost 10 years. I was a CrossFit affiliate in Southern New Hampshire. And then I, nothing happened. I wish there was this exciting story, but I just wanted to pivot. I was ready for a change again after, you know, 12 or 13 years doing that. So I was, I joined my wife, my wife's salon to do some of the, you know, for lack of a better term, the business side of the salon. She wanted to step things up, create a business that was a little more structured and had, you know, systems and things like that in place. And she ended up, I think I was there for three months and we, again, realized, we identified an opportunity that we could do this, but we probably needed to be business partners instead of, so she had a business partner and her business partner didn't want, she did she just wasn't into the vision that we had. And so Jen made the decision after being in business with her for 10 years to make the switch and we would go into business together. So I signed up for barbering school and we built out Hello Hair and I completed barbering school through the pandemic. So that was fun. Uh, not really, but here we are. <laughs> and um, yeah, so now we're we're working on Hello Hair Co. And then we have Hello Hair Pro, which we were starting to do some education and um, mentoring for other hair pros. And here we are. I guess that's it. That's <laughs> That's today. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, opportunity because the education part of anything is really valuable, not only to, you know, you, the business owner, obviously, but to uh, the people who need it, you know? And so when you're, when you're doing things, especially in the, um, I guess, I guess it it might be kind of the non-traditional way, you know, um, where you're using clean products or, or products, maybe even products or services that are more expensive and helping the person understand why they might be, you know, uh, it's because of the way, uh, what's goes behind it. You know, it's kind of like food. I mean, you're always paying more for organic food, you know, uh, which kind of is a bummer, but you, you do, and you get the right, quality right. out of that, you know? And so I think the education piece goes a long way. And in fact, that's kind of what we're doing here is mm-hmm. educating. Um, well, thanks Todd. I appreciate that. That's, um, and you you might not know this uh, about me, but I actually um, am from uh, come from the restaurant background as well. So, um, you know, through my I, I was born and, and raised in the Nintendo uh, <coughs> days. You know, so I uh, spent most of my days playing Nintendo and uh, in television and in t- Atari, and uh, gradually worked my way up to getting my own computer. It was an IBM PS1, I believe. That was my first computer of my own in maybe 1992 or something with 56K dial-up. Might have even been 26K dial-up. And, uh, you know, I had a a grandma who was actually a – who who coded. uh, And she taught me DOS and how to code. And so uh, I got into that quite a bit uh, and always loved technology and uh, actually – when I got into uh, middle school, into high school, I actually fell in love with cooking as well. And so uh, I took up a lot of cooking. I actually went to uh, culinary school uh, during my high school as a vocation, a vocational school for two years, uh, where then 
I kind of wanted to uh, pursue that as a career, as being a chef, you know. And so uh, I was always torn between technology and cooking. <laughs> and, and it was kind of uh, interesting because those are like, the, I did those two. Like, that's pretty much all I did was cook, uh, eat, and uh, and computers. Um, and so really after high school, I actually uh, started to pursue uh, computer science. And um and, you know, did that for a while, um, you know, went to school for it, did that. Uh, I was actually in a band as well and uh, kind of, I, I play drums. And so I've been uh, kind of been, you know, music, musical and, and doing those things throughout all these years. But, uh, but I uh, made my way up to Chicago um, in 2001 and um, found myself kind of uh, progressing more towards the uh, culinary scene just because of where I was uh, all through college. I, I worked in restaurants too, kind of doing some, you know, line cooking uh, gigs and, and some different things here and there. Um, and actually, uh, I ended up going to uh, going back to school, uh, culinary school here in Chicago uh, at a local uh, place uh, downtown. And, uh, you know, I, I actually uh, loved it and pursued it. And I went out and uh, tried to find a job. And I got a job with a, uh, with a local um, catering company. And little did I know the actual uh, the guys that owned the catering company had a show on the Food Network. And so uh, it was kind of neat. I got exposed to... Uh, I got exposed to kind of some uh, high end, some big things uh, pretty early on and pretty fast. I got hired uh, as uh, as kind of just this catering line cook guy. You know, I'd go to like events and and then I'd kind of work in the kitchen to prep for the events and uh, actually worked my way up to be an executive sous chef in this uh, this company. Um, and it was it was quite interesting to see that. And that was kind of my big. Uh, glimpse on uh, well that world for one which is which is completely different than any other um, you know stress uh, long hours uh, late nights <laughs> those types of things uh, and I loved it you know I love stuff adds the fast up pace. It takes yeah, a toll <laughs> I love the fast pace I love like you know kind of the service attitude as well you know and uh, even in the catering world where you might be in a kitchen but then you take that and you go you know you go to someone's house or someone's party or or someone's event and you're kind of public and right there uh you know even even being in the the, the chef role you're still you know you're still kind of available in public to the event and the parties and such and i always enjoyed that but you know, the one thing that uh, I didn't like was the long hours and uh, in the late nights. Um, and I actually ended up having uh, children and decided, well, I, I, I want to make a move back into technology. And so I actually did and uh, kind of went back to the traditional route of um, getting into, you know, a company and working uh, for companies. And so I went back into like the corporate world, uh, starting, you know, kind of just as a, a junior, um, like help desk uh, type of role uh, in the, in some in some corporate environments. And uh, on the side, you know, I'd build websites and do some things. I've kind of always done that anyway. Uh, but build websites, do some things there, and that kind of progressed me actually into um, really wanting to understand and know more about just the whole website, how to get 
a website out there into the world, how to get people to that website, um, you know, how to, how to generate revenue from that website, those types of things. And, and I did that for a long time, uh, actually about five or six years before I really even did anything with the knowledge. Um, and, and it kind of just, you know, one thing led to another. And before you knew it, I had, you know, friends and family asking me to build them websites, you know, and this is like 2008 or something like that. And, uh, and it kind of just progressed from there all of a sudden now, you know, people are paying me to build websites and now people are paying me to get their website out there. So, uh, you know, they could be found on, on search engines and, and all these things. And, and, uh, I took a big interest in it, not only because I got to get my creative, uh, part out, but then kind of like the analytical, uh, part of me really liked that too. Like the tech part, the builder part, um, you know, website, uh, you're obviously building with, any kind of digital marketing, you're kind of like building and putting all these pieces together and, you know, and you're getting, you're, you're putting it out there and getting something back. And that's all, always something that intrigued me. And not only that, but then like serving and helping other people uh, through that was always something I really admired, you know, and really, I, I kind of liked, I mean, it's like, uh, talking with people, uh, putting plans together, seeing the outcome of the work that you've done, all those things. And so anyway, that's kind of like the path I've, I, I ended up taking. And so I've been doing that uh, for about 12 years or 13 years now. And uh, I took a professional role. Um, I, I continued working kind of in some corporate environments uh, while I was kind of pursuing this and starting my own business and my own ventures. But uh, at the end of the day, I kind of uh, focused back on, uh, you know, the SEO, digital marketing websites and started my own business and my own brand. And so that's what, why we're here today. And, um, you know, kind of went through all of that. And I've been on both sides. I've been on the business owner side. I've been on the, uh, you know, the person doing the SEO and the digital marketing. And I think that's one strong area where uh, I know that both Todd and I have is like, we kind of see that from uh, the lens of being the business owner. You know, we see that from the lens of being the, somebody who needs the digital marketing or who uh, not only relies on it, but it's a part of their, you know, business and part of getting new business and part of it growing their business. Um, and so, so yeah, so here, here we are now and um, kind of morphed into uh, ping pong. So I served uh, some home service industry, uh, had, have another agency as well that serves like the home service industry. So like contractors and carpet cleaners and roofers and HVAC and those types of uh, businesses. And uh, I, I always love that too, because again, you're kind of helping like a lot of owner operators, small uh, businesses uh, succeed. And out there, you know, on the internet, as you know, it's it's brutal. I mean, the competition's fierce, especially now where uh, home service industries and and small businesses are exploding uh, on the scene. You know, um, kind of gone or gone away, or kind of more the traditional uh, commerce. Uh, the commerce world is all going online. Uh, and so now all of these um, you know, service businesses are, are expanding and, and more localized now. Um, and so uh, I, had, I had a great time doing that. And then uh, kind of like switched my interest really about a year, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago in the kind of the fitness uh, world. I, I really got into that um, just myself too, just uh, getting fit myself and, uh, you know, 
doing some of those things and kind of expanded my knowledge into that world of how I can help folks uh, in these industries, you know, do the same thing. And so uh, we launched Ping Pong uh, just a few months ago, actually, uh, kind of officially a few months ago and um, kind of working in that area and again, helping small businesses, whether they be gyms, uh, uh, hair salons, barbers, uh, med spas, those types of deals, those types of companies kind of grow their business as well. Very cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I, I think it's fun to share, you know, the iterations because I think everybody's been through, you know, kind of, I think one of the things for me is I not necessarily finding myself, you know, but just kind of like what, what did I really want to do and all the things that I had to offer? How can I put them all together? And I think this is one area that, I can do that. You know, I could be creative. I could build. I could be personable. You know, I could serve. Uh, I could do all those things. And this is one area that allows me to do all those things. Now, the only thing I can't do is cook, but maybe we'll figure that out one day. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I could send everyone uh, some uh, cookies as a, uh, a coming on board. I'll take some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. that's... Um something that you mentioned a couple of times that I agree with completely is um, serving others. You know, if you yeah, do that, sure. your, your, your business will benefit when you start to look at like, how does this help? So we connected on a phone call when we were sort of brainstorming, I guess, ideas for this podcast and yeah. a big part of what drew me in to want to jump onto the show with you was like, like we could help people. You know, yeah. pod, podcasts are, I mean, there are a million of them, I'm sure, but, you know, we'll, we'll work to get ours in front of the right audience and, and help, you know, help and help and entertain people, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> At we the can, very least, you'll probably get some laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I, I, I agree. And, you know, the kind of what we said earlier is that there's so much wrapped around the digital marketing world, you know, and, and listen, I mean, I, <laughs> You, you 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 can't necessarily expect to just to know it all, you know, in one episode or two episodes or in one month or two months, but just to have an understanding of kind of what it is and what it means and kind of what the steps to take, you know, especially if you want to implement digital marketing into your, um, you know, into to how you grow your business or the things that you do to help it. Um, it's important to at least understand what you're talking about. Um, and so I think that's kind of what we're what we're here to do. But um, I think it's a great kind of way to, to take this next step is we, we kind of wanted to find what digital marketing was or is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, if you think of like digital marketing is the whole of all the things. I mean, it, it's the sum of everything. And so whether that be search engine optimization, Google ads, if you're doing webinars, if you have a YouTube channel, a podcast, I mean, all these things are our digital marketing. And so any, any, any means online to get yourself in front of your potential customer or your client is a form of digital marketing. And so um, whether you do one, five, or all of the things, uh, that's kind of the digital marketing. And so when we speak of that, that's kind of what we're talking about is, is the digital marketing. And there could be many different campaigns or different things inside of that that make up the digital marketing world. So, gotcha. Um, yeah. So, sort yeah, of that, any, anything that you, for people listening, anything that you create that lives online with the intent of driving business would be considered digital marketing. 
Yeah, yeah, like cool. driving business or even kind of like, you know, the front of the funnel too. I mean, we, we want to talk about funnels, but kind of like the front is like the educational piece or just getting yourself out there. And it doesn't always have to be this uh, call to action or this direct response necessarily. Like so many of us think about like sales or marketing in, in this direct response format, like, hey, okay. click this button and then somebody clicks this button and they sign up or they call you or they, I mean, that's, that is the outcome and what you want to happen from marketing, but it's not always the thing that you're, you're doing. Uh, many times digital marketing could be, you know, at the very front of just getting someone to know, know you. I mean, kind of the three pillars of marketing digitally is no like, and trust, you know, so you, you want, you want to be known, you want to be liked and you want folks to trust you. And so if you could do all three of those, Typically, uh, you will get customers. Um, and so, yeah, so digital marketing could be you know, anything from the very front of the funnel of, um, you know, just relating, getting content out there. If you're a blogger, uh, you know, blogging, uh, you, if you're doing YouTube or podcast, getting out there, uh, getting people to know you uh, all the way down to saying, hey, you know, come to my salon tomorrow or, hey, I've got an event next week or, hey, click this button to receive this. That's you know, the end of the funnel and ultimately where you want somebody to, uh, you know, you want somebody to give uh, you their business. Gotcha. Yep. So what would be considered digital marketing? We asked that we answered that um, and kind of some of the things that we want to talk about inside of digital marketing. And there's some of the more relevant, highly talked about forms of digital marketing that get very confusing very fast. And one of them that I get asked about all the time is search engine optimization. What is it? Uh, why do I need it? Who needs it? Uh, is it a scam? Does it really work? Um, when can I expect results? Um, I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm missing, but those are always the questions that come up, you know? And so uh, I would say that anytime you're online and you're relying on uh people to search for the service that you are offering, whether it be one service or 20 services. Um, and you might even have a localized business with a lot of competition. Uh, now there's another side to that too. I mean, you obviously could be a national or a global company who would need SEO, but that's not who we're particularly speaking to. We're speaking to more localized business here. Um, you need SEO. Um, and so when we talk about SEO, we're talking about kind of that organic search. So think about asking Google a question. You go on Google and you say, hey, uh, find a hair salon near me or hair salon, insert your town or your city. Um, and what Google's going to do is they're going to go find the most relevant websites that they can give you an answer for. And they're going to show you that list of websites. And sometimes they're going to show you kind of like this map at the top. And they're going to show you all the organic listings below it. That's that's SEO in essence. That's, that's why you're doing SEO is to be shown in that list to help Google understand that you are a relevant website or relevant business for that question. And so how you might do those things is having um, a nice website, um, having an optimized website that might have might have content on it that answers those questions, such as the different services you provide, maybe even where you're at, uh, who you serve, uh, what times you're open, uh, what times you're closed. Um, those different things uh, can help optimize uh, your website for the search engines. And so 
when you start talking about those things, you start talking about, well, competition. Uh, well, the reason why you want to do SEO is because chances are your competition is also doing SEO. And so SEO is not a thing of, hey, I want to do it once and then stop. In fact, that's the worst thing you could possibly do is do it once and then stop. SEO is kind of this always going thing. Um, whether it be you're creating blog posts, whether it be you're creating uh, content in your site, you're creating backlinks to your website, you're creating other off-site uh, opportunities for SEO, which might be, think about things like citations, you know, if you have a Facebook page or you have a Yelp page or you have a Google My Business listing or you have an Apple Maps listing, all of those types of things are off-site SEO that can help uh, help put your website kind of in that spotlight um, for relevancy. So, so there's sense. a lot of things in the SEO world that um, you need to be doing, you should be doing, and you've got to give it time. Um, and I hope that hope that helps. I can kind of break down some of the parts of SEO, and I think maybe we could do that uh, later. But I would say that, you know, if you were out there and you have a website and you used your website to get new customers, uh, search engine optimization is definitely something that you want to do or you should be doing, or you should at least start understanding what a budget might be for that, the cost built around that, and and dedicate at least six months to it uh, to see if it works for you. Now, I'll say that, you know, SEO in Chicago is going to be different than SEO in, you know, the middle of Nebraska. Um, you know, competition's different, costs are different, um, all the things are different. So, I'd say that, you know, when you're looking into that or you're looking to hire an SEO company, those those are some of the questions that you want to ask, some of the things that you want to be mindful of uh, during that. That makes a lot of sense. So I, I have a quick question, and I think a lot of people will probably have it. With SEO, so say, say somebody has a website and they want to start tackling SEO on their own because everyone – you. Everyone goes yeah. through a phase where you try to do it. Yeah. Is it as simple as like constantly refining your website? Like, is there, is there a time period that Google will come onto your website to check for updates or does that make sense how I'm asking? Yeah. That? Like if I, have a blog, if I have a blog, I'm probably, you know, say you blog once a month. Is Google going to see that every month or does it? Does it come on every quarter? Like, what does that look like? If I update my hours, does Google see that immediately or? Yeah. So yes and no. So it, it just kind of depends. Now, you know, Google's changed a lot. And so you may have heard of things like algorithm updates uh, or, or kind of like some of the jargon around that over the years, uh, whether it's, you know, you've heard it from someone else or maybe you've hired an SEO company who said those things. Um, and it's true. And so, what SEO or what Google, and we speak of Google primarily because they are obviously the biggest uh, search engine uh, and, and, the, and the most used. And typically, like other search engines, kind of follow in the path, you know. So if you're optimizing for Google, you're, you're optimizing for other search engines too. But, um, but typically, you know, Google has refined itself uh, over the years, refined the search experience. They, you know, they obviously collect a lot of data, so they they take all that back, and it it kind of um, it puts out these updates for one, not only to help it 
the person who's searching, but also to help the businesses too. Now, uh, you may probably think, well, anyone can just put a business on there and do whatever they want. Well, that's the fact. The fact is, anyone has put businesses on there and they've done whatever they want, whether it's a real business or a scam business. And so Google's trying to protect that, you know, and, and they want to protect the relevancy and the in the uniqueness of businesses. And they're also trying to protect the customer or the, or the person searching uh, for a business. Uh, so if you go on and search for, you know, hair salon near me, uh, they want to show you actual real businesses near you, not, um, you know, lead gen businesses or fake spammy businesses, and which used to be a big problem. So I say that because over the years, Google has definitely changed. Uh, Google, you know, it used to be, hey, you could, you could pretty much real time have Google index your website, or you could create a whole new blog post or a whole new page and have Google index it and it, it show up, you know, five minutes later. Is that the case still? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. It's, you know, Google really frowns on kind of a, a lot of this manual, they call it kind of gray hat or even black hat SEO, where you're doing these things kind of outside of what they really recommend, which is part of SEO in, in essence. Some of that is. But when you're when you're doing, you know, creating a blog post, typically every week, you know, Google comes along, they're, they're spider, they're crawl, they crawl their, your site. Uh, and so some of the things that uh, you should have on your website, in fact, are like a site map that lists out all of your URLs and your links. Uh, so Google understands uh, the structure of your site and it'll crawl it and anything it finds new, it will index. Uh, and so sometimes just based upon, you know, what day it is or, or whatnot, it could be the next day or it could be a week later that it gets indexed. But uh, in regards to your question, Todd, uh, can anyone do SEO? Absolutely. Um, there are great places to start with SEO. One is just having a nice clean website that answers questions. Think about, think, put yourself in the prospect's shoes. What do they want to see when they come to your website? They want to see pictures of you. They want to see pictures of your team. They want to see pictures of your location. They want to know the services you offer, when you offer them, sometimes how much you offer them for. Not always. Uh, I would say that that could be a whole other episode of putting costs on your website, and maybe we can get into that at some point. But they want to have those questions answered. And again, know, like, and trust you enough to call you or put in a form you know, form fill for a request for a callback or something like that. So great places to start are doing those simple things. Now, when we start talking about like optimizing, well, on the back end, uh, you can have a, for every page on your website, you can have a description for that page. You can have a, um, you know, a header uh, for that page. Um, you can have some of these different things that like, for instance, if you go, and search for something in Google, what you'll see kind of the uh, the main header of that web page and then below it, like four lines of a description. You can manipulate some of those and that's a great place for SEO too, that uh, some of those quick uh, thing, quick you know, pieces of content that somebody is going to see, you could take advantage of answering questions or getting someone to kind of click into your website. Uh, so those are great places to start. Now, you know, if you're using something like Wix or Squarespace or some of these other website builders, those are those are right there for you um, to go ahead and, you know, fill out uh, and do. Uh, and then, you know, once you start getting into 
deeper SEO, you know, there's there's other tactics that you could do even on site. You know, page speed, uh, website speed is a big one. Um, even the amount of content you have on a page or the number of H1 or H2 or H3 headers you have on a page. I mean, there, it gets very technical very fast. And that's why I say that if you're going to dive into SEO and you want to do some of these, uh, some of these kind of quick win things like making sure that you have descriptions and, and different things like that on your, on your site are great. But once you start kind of going down that rabbit hole, it gets pretty technical, pretty quick. And it's really, when like hiring a professional who understands kind of all the ins and outs and even the history of search engines helps too, because it oftentimes helps uh, when you understand kind of the, the history and the changes that have been made over the year. And oftentimes uh, those people understand like the changes that might be coming or when a change might be coming or how to kind of adapt to those changes and different things like that. So yeah, I would say by all means, if, if you have a website and you want to just start, uh, you know, maybe we could put a, a post together on our website that kind of just walks you through some of those simple things you can do. We can do that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, cool. So, um, you know, with that, I think, you know, in terms of SEO, <clears throat> don't be scared of SEO. It's, it is a tactic, a strategy, if you will. Uh, and it, it's kind of like if you think about investing, if you do it right, the long term, the long game is you're going to win. Okay, so when you look at SEO, you're not looking at it in a way of I'm getting leads tomorrow. I'm getting leads in three weeks. I'm getting leads next month. You're looking at it as I'm investing now. I'm going to get leads in three months, you know, four, five, six months. It just keeps snowballing if you keep doing it right. You know, it's one of those things that, um, again, things are changing. Other companies are doing it. You've got to stay competitive with them uh, because as soon as you if you do it and as soon as you stop, you might not see uh, real-time, um, you know, decrease in SEO, but over time you would because the other company is continuing to do or your competition is continuing to do seo so it's something where you want to think long term and uh, kind of have that inside of your marketing your digital marketing strategy uh think of your digital marketing as a portfolio and uh you know the seo is kind of that one piece to that whole portfolio um, yeah. makes sense makes so, sense yeah i mean with that you know if, if you do need help with seo uh, if you're looking to kind of grow your business or even get started or understand SEO more um, in terms of even what your website looks like now, maybe a quick audit of, of kind of all the things that are good versus all the things that are bad or the opportunities rather, I would say, um, feel free to reach out to uh, to us. And you can go to our website. We'll have it in the show notes below. It's pingpongdm.com, pingpongdm.com. You can go there uh, and you could you know, fill out a form if you want a free consultation or a free call. I'm happy to personally just talk to somebody and uh, talk to you, kind of go through your website, kind of see where you're at. What's uh, I always like to speak of it in terms of opportunity because not there aren't necessarily things that are wrong or bad, but there's oftentimes what I see is there's just so much opportunity in websites and even quick fixes, like something that it could be done in a day or two that could even propel your SEO uh, and you could see some pretty quick wins. Um, so, uh, anyway, you know, feel free to reach out if, if that's something you're looking for. Cool. We'll wrap up there. All right. So, 
I think next episode, we're going to talk about the components of digital marketing. So make sure you tune in for episode two. This was fun. First episode. (laughs) Looking forward to doing more. Yeah, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Encourage you all to, uh, you know, listen to our podcast and your favorite uh, podcast, uh, wherever you listen, Apple, um, Amazon, wherever that might be, Spotify, and uh, give us a like if you liked our episode and stay tuned in. Sounds good.